Weekend Breakfast. It is Alison Curtis with you on Today FM. My next guest now, we've teased this, has been described as Agatha Christie meets Enid Blyton, which is a good combo. And she is credited with igniting the mystery for young readers, the mystery book series for young readers. Hugely entertaining series. Uh, we've got a couple copies in the household ourselves and Murder Most Unladylike. And it sold over 100,000 copies in Ireland alone. There's massive massive following for you here, Robin. You've got a huge following in Ireland. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Not at all. So this is a series of books that you started a while ago, but I think if I could just jump right into it, I think the thing that I like about it is how inclusive you are with your characters and how diverse you are with writing your characters, which is a conscious thing that you're doing. Yes, it is. It really is. I think it's important. Um, you know, the world is is so diverse. I mean, you know, and I really want my books to reflect that as much as possible. I want my books to be almost as diverse as the world that my my fans, my readers are seeing. Uh, and I think it's really important when you can see yourself in a book, when mm. you can read about people like you and like your friends. Um, and a lot of people have responded um, to the sort of the detectives from different backgrounds that I have. And I'm, I'm really proud to be able to do that. So Daisy and Hazel are your characters that you started with, well, that you have. Yes. So did you, can you describe them just for anyone who doesn't know, for the people that aren't aware just yet, but also I want to know, did they come from anyone in your own past? So Daisy and Hazel um, are two girls who go to boarding school together in the UK in the 1930s. Um, Daisy is very posh in English. She, she sounds and looks like somebody from an Ina Blyton book, a blonde, blue-eyed. Hazel comes from Hong Kong. Uh, she's Chinese. She's uh, the only Chinese girl at her school. Um, and she's quite sort of shy and, and unconfident. And, and Daisy is very sort of um, boisterous and, and confident. Um, and I think they make the perfect, um, perfect pair. And uh, they have solved a lot of murder cases by now. They have. Yeah. They've, solved, they've solved quite a few. Yeah. But do, were they parts of yourself, this, these characters, or people you knew? Um, well, they, I mean, I think everybody that I write about is, is a little bit to do with me. Um, but uh, they're really based on groups of friends that I had. When I was at school, I knew a lot of Daisies. and I knew a lot of Hazels in terms yeah. of background, in terms of character. Um, and... And so I think that's why they, they seem very real to my readers, because they're very real to me. I'm thinking of real people, people mm-hmm. I love when I write about them. Um, and I think that's very important. It's funny, too, because I didn't go to a boarding school growing up, but two of my best friends originally from Tokyo did. And I grew up in a town called Kingston, Ontario, mm-hmm. and they were in Toronto. So we always kind of went back and forth. And it was a real eye-opening experience to get into that boarding school kind of culture. And there was the element of like creating narratives and solving things as well. Is that just a thing? <laughs> um, well, I mean, boarding schools are so enclosed. They're they're this sort of totally separate part of the world. Yeah. And you do get your own culture and you do sort of go off and do quite strange things because yes. you're not able to, able to go out and do other stuff. So you, you get very focused on the people around you of the sort of small mysteries that are happening. Of course, most boarding schools don't have murders, but no. um, mine, Big Dean does. <laughs> and what about like the, you know, the 1930s, the setting for 1930s? Like a, a couple books my daughter and I have read have been based in and around that time period. Is that like a golden time for you? It is. Um, that's the golden age of, of crime fiction. And I'm a huge crime fiction fan. I love Agatha Christie, um, Dorothy Sayers, Naomi Marsh. Uh, so I wanted to write books that recalled that time period. Um, and of course, setting it in the 1930s is a way of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think it's such an interesting um, part of history. I love history. Yeah. And what about like girls solving? Like, like you know, that's also yeah. a really positive theme. Yeah. Um, 
I think the wonderful thing about um, children's crime novels is that kids get to be the detectives. They get to be in control. They get to uh, solve cases and they get to, you know, sort of tell adults what to do. And that is so powerful. It's so um, different from the real world where kids are controlled by adults. But but kids love that fantasy of, of being being the powerful one. And um, in my books, you know, the kids are heroes. They get to solve the case. They get to send the, the wicked adults to prison, which is I think, uh, the dream. (laughs) A dream, a total dream. Will you tell us about the most recent book then? Uh, So this is the beginning of um, a sort of new spin-off series Mm -hmm. from My Murder, Most Unladylike Mysteries. This one is set not in the 30s, but in the 1940s, Mm -hmm. set during World War II. Um, They are still murder mysteries, but they're also spy novels. And uh, the first book is called The Ministry of Unladylike Activity. uh, And it is out now. It, It is, isn't it? Beautiful red cover. It's beautiful. So the stories, you've moved it into a different decade. Does that mean you had to do so much research around that time period? I did. I I know the 1930s, the 1940s. um, I know what I was taught, but I had Mm. to do a lot of research to sort of find out what was really going on um, at that time and sort of what the deeper story was. So so yeah, I had to spend quite a lot of time researching before I could start writing. Um, What about the kind of the psychology of solving, like being like spy novels? Was that a completely different thing as well? It is. I mean, because I've only ever written about, you know, murder mysteries before, sort of not, you know, without spies added. And spying is just this extra sort of much bigger stage, you know, (laughs) where some people are spying for their countries and and these secrets, secrets sort of moving around. Um, So that's really fun. And that was kind of expanding my world, expanding my writing in an an interesting new way. Do you think it's really important? So I have an 11 year old and I've mentioned her quite a bit Mm -hmm. on the show, maybe too much. But do you think that it's important? And it kind of goes back to the original thing we were talking about that she was slow to kind of get into books and she got into graphic novels. Actually, Heartstopper series was the one she really got into. Whereas I think with your books, like they're, they're, they're novels, they're novels. And do you think it's important, again, that there's something that sparks in them that they're like, I could do that? in order to get them into the books. I think so. I mean, I think that the murder mysteries, mystery stories are so exciting. And I do know that um, people who are sometimes less interested in books um, mm-hmm. have picked them up and, and love them. Um, I love that we've got them all on audiobooks so people who um, who listen in audio more than reading um, can read them. But, you know, graphic novels are, are brilliant and mm-hmm. I, I kind of would, would love a graphic novel of my books because yeah. they, they do get kids reading when they can see the story as well as, as read it. I think it's really helpful. Yeah, but I think that this, the way that you've done it with making the kind of kids in control yeah. and the yeah. fact that it is things to solve, I think that's a gateway for a lot of kids that aren't particularly big readers as yes. well. It's, so. it's fun, it's enticing you know, you finish every chapter with a cliffhanger. You want to keep going and going and going until you work out who did it. But I don't know about yourself personally in your own kind of leisure time, but I find I was on a book show recently and people were like, what have you read? And I listed literally all preteen books yeah. because of my daughter's age group. But I find I enjoy that reading and escapism. Obviously, you probably read adult books as well, but would you be drawn to other people in your in your area, basically? Um, your age I, read group? A, I read a lot of children's fiction and I think that... Um, it's so it's so good. It's so engaging. Um, I think the wonderful thing about books is you can't be too old for a good book. You can be too young. I, I do think that probably you shouldn't read my books until you're about sort of seven, eight plus. Okay. Um, but you certainly can't be too old. Um, you know, children's books are beautifully written. They're exciting. They're engaging. Um, and all of the boring bits are gone. You know, when you write for adults, sometimes you, you, you put in... Sl- long periods where nothing really happens in the book but you can't do that with children's books you have to make them um, so exciting because you're competing with Xboxes you're competing with you know the internet Um, and so 
to win, you have to make it really great and fascinating. And and I think that there are some absolutely phenomenal children's writers working at the moment. It is uh, such a joy to read their books. It's a big part of our show, actually, Robin. We have a little uh, feature called Little Readers, and it's been going since 2015. So those little readers now are not as little anymore, yeah. but uh, they pick you know various books to come on air and read. And the parents say afterwards that the big thing about it is reading gets confidence going for children as well. And obviously, you don't have to do it on Today FM in order to do that. But do you have that kind of appreciation for your own work and what it can do for positive effects it can have for kids? I think so. Um, I I know that um, a lot of kids have told me that, um, you know, my books have been have been at this since 2014. They've grown yes. up with my books and they have gained confidence as they've read them. You know, um, my character Hazel is very shy in the first book and, and she has grown into herself. And my reader is saying, you know, I'm like Hazel and I, I became more confident as she did. I saw what she could do and I did it. I also know that, you know, really both wonderfully and sadly, um, you know, the beginning of the pandemic with, with the lockdowns, um, kids were able to read my books and kind of, you know, sort of take a rest from the yes. world um, in my my series and my my world. Um, and that really helped them. I, I'm hearing that a lot as I'm sort of out on the road again. Um, and that is it's so wonderful, so humbling. Um, and I think that's the unique power of what books can do. You can just really rest in in those those wonderful worlds. I think it is really powerful. And actually, it's funny you're saying that because I think that that's when I read so many more books or had the option yeah. to, but I chose young author books like yeah. YA books. And I yeah, think yeah. because their level of escapism is just that much greater. Exactly. Um, I read a lot of, of murder mysteries. I reread murder mysteries that I loved because I wanted that comfort of knowing what was going to happen. And um, and this very sort of set story. And I couldn't really focus on new stories. I was just... Yeah. I was rereading and rereading. There's a comfort in that. Same with shows, I suppose, yeah. as well. So um, it's brilliant. In ministry, sorry, on Ladylike Activities at Robin Stevens. And it's, again, I know it's visual and it's radio, but I love the illustrations. The, the cover itself, no one would walk by and go, I don't know what, I wonder what this is about. I know. It looks, I've got my three um, heroes. I've got May, Eric and Nula on the front cover, looking fantastic, looking like young detectives. And I really hope that people will, will pick it up if they like spy stories, if they like murder mysteries, um, and if they like World War II historical. Will you tell us about this other book because we're going to do a competition soon. So tell us about this one in particular. Uh, So the Ministry of Unladylike Activity uh, takes place in 1940 Um, and I have my my main character, first main character is Mei Wong um, who really wants to be a spy. She wants to join this ministry Um, but she when she goes to try to do that with her friend Eric they're turned away because uh, they're just a bit too young, the adults think. Uh, So they decide they're going to go and prove that they're amazing spies by solving the case of who is um, sending secrets to the Germans in a um, British country house called Elysium Hall. Uh, When they get there they meet um, uh, Nula, who is there with her British family. She's half Irish, um, half half English and, and grew up in America. Nula. <laughs> and Nula, Vanilla, yes. Um, and um, they first they all clash until uh, one day there is, of course, a terrible murder. Um, and they have to work together, um, sort of overcome their differences and not just work out who has um, who's sending secrets to the Germans, but who ha- who's the murderer is in Elysium Hall. Uh, so it's a very That's action-packed great. book. And finally, before I let you go, for your writing process, I mean, you have a, a brand new person in your life, like your <laughs> mom. Is is she, he, sorry, she number one? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I've just, I've, I've lost time in a way because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm parenting when I'm not writing. I've, I've yeah. certainly lost, you know, thinking time and, and sort of yeah. that invisible part of writing. Um, so I have to be much more focused um, with sort of when I'm writing. Um, so you're setting up also, more of a schedule. Yeah, I'm setting up more of a schedule. Um, but it also makes me, you know, I've, I've got this new person in my life who I sort of, um, I'm having such a wonderful time being a parent. Um, and it, it makes me, I think, sort of 
think in a slightly different way about writing and about mm. sort of my, my young readers and, and having this this kid who's going to hopefully grow up to be one of my readers. Um, you know, this book is dedicated to them. Yes. Uh, that I um, I think it's given me sort of like renewed like focus. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Robin Stevens, thank you so much. I know you've got legions and legions of fans in Ireland. I'm sure they're going to love that new Eliza character now as well. And we've got copies of the book to give away, two books to give away. And thank you so much for your time thank this morning you. on Weekend Lovely Breakfast. You. Thank, thank you. you. Weekend Breakfast with Alison Curtis. Playing the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today.